Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode today from the Voice of the Missionaries podcast. Um, today, we'll be having a bit of a different episode, so we'll be branching off from our regular segments and uh, seasons. We'll be going into a little bit of an Easter special. Uh, we just kind of wanted to, to do this as a, as a special feature, even though Easter's already passed. Uh, we think it's important to remember some of what the holiday stands for. And so today we'll just be talking a little bit about some of the meaning behind Easter, um, the importance of it, uh, how it applies to us, and how we can continue to remember uh, what it really means uh, throughout throughout the year and throughout our lives. Uh, so Elder Roberts will be getting on here today. We'll be having another episode going with me and Elder Roberts. Um, we just invite anybody listening to leave questions and ask questions if you guys have any. Um, we'll be able to have a good conversation here. And that's the whole purpose of this live format that we do here on Voice and the Missionaries. We're able to have that that one-on-one feedback. We're able to talk and converse about things that are interesting to you guys and, and questions that you guys have. So please leave questions, uh, whether you are on the live or on the recorded. We'd love to be able to hear them soon. Here comes Elder Roberts getting in right here. So we'll go ahead and get him in, and then we'll start with an open. Awesome. One second here. Alrighty, while he's getting in, um, just guys to pay attention and be able to have an awesome episode today. We can't wait to be able to have this um, before we get started. But it's good to have Elder Roberts here on today. How, how are you doing, Elder Roberts? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Alrighty. Well, like you we were talking about, we're gonna have that. Uh, the Easter special today. We talked a little bit about Easter, some of the meaning, how it applies to us. Um, but before we get started the episode today, like always, we always want to open with a prayer, be able to invite the spirits to be able to have, um, you know, a spiritual experience for anybody listening to live or recorded. Um, we're able to, you know, bring bring that bring that special presence into into whatever it is we're talking about today. So, Elder Roberts, would you be willing to open us up with a prayer? Sure thing. I'd love to. Awesome. Our dear Heavenly Father, as we be here today as thy, thy disciples, we pray that we will have thy spirit to guide us. Please bless us with thy spirit to be over this, uh, this live recording. As we talk and discuss thy son and his sacrifice, that we will come to know that it is true and that each person that watches this may gain greater knowledge about thy son and how they may become more like him. I pray that as we talk that the spirit may allow our tongues to be loosed so that we may know what we can say to help thy children. We pray for these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, so today, you know, we talk about that Easter special. Uh, if you guys have any questions or answers to questions that we're asking to each other or back and forth as we talk today, please feel free to leave them. We'd love to answer them. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to start right off the bat. What is the meaning behind Easter? Elder Roberts, could you answer that for us? Yeah, I think the meaning behind Easter is Christ's entire purpose on earth is to save us, to bring salvation to, you know, every human being that has ever lived and who will ever live. I think in the essence, that's what Easter is about. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are so many blessings that come from Jesus Christ and what he did for us, recorded in the Bible and the Book of Mormon. But Easter, I love, you know, there's two holidays in the year that I really love. I think there's, there's Christmas and there's Easter. 
Amen. The birth of the Savior yeah. and the celebration of what he did for us. Um, and I love Easter because it's like, uh, I think it's like a, like a special way to remember the most important event that ever happened in human history. Yeah, it's ultimately the culmination of Christ's life. Without, without Easter, Christmas, would it wouldn't be special because, you know, of course we celebrate Christ's birth, but his suffering, his death, and his resurrection for us is ultimately what makes his life so impactful and how we can be impacted by it. As we're talking, yeah. um, we're, I think we're just going to focus on those three main points. Um, his, his suffering, taking upon him our sins, his death on the cross, and then his resurrection, coming back to life. And as we talk about those, we invite you guys to just ponder what we're saying in, in your heart to know if it's true. And I guess Elder Harrington, kind of starting off with his, his suffering, what, what can you tell us about his, his suffering for us? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, we know that Jesus Christ, you know, his, his life on earth was filled with, it was filled with trials as he worked to go around and bless everyone around him. There were those who mocked him and, and, and spat at him. There were, there were those who disrespected him, but his life was full of service and love. And so nearing the end of the Savior's life on earth, um, we learn a little more about some of the importance of that love. Some of the the suffering, the, the most incredible suffering, but also the most amazing blessing to anybody on the earth today is the Savior's suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Savior sacrificed his His will and his, his life um, so that way he could be able to to be able to, to help us. Uh, and that really comes uh, from his sacrifice in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, there's actually some verses uh, I'd love to read a little bit. Uh, in the Book of Mormon, uh, it's in Mosiah chapter 3. I'm be reading verses 6, um, sorry, verses uh, 7 and 8 real quick, uh, if anybody would like to follow along with that. It says, And lo, he shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than man can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every poor. So great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of his people. And he shall be called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth, the creator of all things from the beginning, and his mother shall be called Mary. This verse is talking a little bit about Jesus Christ before he was came to there. Some of the prophets prophesying of his birth. But it talks specifically here about his death. And that's his suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that's that's the beginning of, of the celebration that we have for this Easter season. The beginning of the Savior's ultimate sacrifice. And his his pain and, and suffering from him is his death starts here in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. And I, I want to point out one line in that verse. It says, he suffers pain, hunger, thirst, fatigue, even more than man can suffer, except it be unto death. Christ suffered so much that if any other man on earth had tried to do that exact same thing, he would have died because of it. And I think that gives me great hope and great joy, knowing that Christ 
suffered that for me. I, I can't even understand or comprehend that. All of the pain that I've felt from physical injuries, as he says, he suffers you know, for our physical injuries, for our spiritual uh, sins, the things we do wrong. I can't imagine even my own wrongdoings compared. I feel like that, that would cause me immeasurable pain. And yet Christ suffered all of that for not just one person, but for everyone. And to know that he went through with that is so beautiful in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Um, and that kind of brings us to, to the next point. Why did the Savior Jesus Christ do this? Why, why, why was he suffering? What was, what was the suffering about? What was the purpose behind it? Uh, and that is where we begin to get into some of the true meaning behind Easter and the, and the Savior's sacrifice is his sacrifice was for us. The Savior, the Savior, while he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, took upon himself all the pains and afflictions of the entire world. Every single time you've ever stubbed your toe, every single time you've ever, you know, sliced your finger, every time you've ever felt horrible for something that you did, felt guilty, felt alone, afraid, all of this, the Savior experienced every single one of these things on everybody on the earth, all at the exact same point in time in the Garden of Gethsemane as he took upon himself the sins and afflictions of the world. And that goes into what Elder Roberts was saying right there, that if there were anybody else in the world, they would not have been able to do it. Because of Jesus Christ was the one who did it, we are able to be able to be saved from those sins because of his suffering. Which brings us actually to the next, another verse that I want to read. Um, and this is also in the Book of Mormon. It's in Alma chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. Um, and Elder Roberts, could you read those real quick for us? Uh, I was hoping you'd let me read it. I love this verse. And he, meaning the Son of God, shall go forth suffering pains and temptations and afflictions of every kind. And this that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. Thank you so much. Brother Roberts, if you could pick any sentence, any line in that verse, what do you think it is that stands out to you, whether it's just about this message or just stands out to you with the spirit that it presents to you? I I love that this verse, these verses points out in, in a nutshell everything that Christ did for us. I think one of the lines that I guess stands out to me the most is kind of the middle section of verse 11. He says he will suffer uh, temptations of every kind and take upon him the pains and sicknesses of his people, meaning all of us. And I guess what I like about that is that when Christ suffered, he didn't just suffer for the things we did bad, but he felt every temptation we ever felt to do evil. He felt every pain, every sickness, just like you mentioned, even a stub toe. He knows that that hurts. And to know that Christ understands literally everything. He understands anything and everything that we go through. It doesn't matter what that may be. 
he knows and he loves us, you know, not in spite of our weaknesses, but because he knows that he can turn those weaknesses into strengths. I guess I'll, I'll turn that back to you if you don't mind, Dr. Harrington. What do you like about those verses? Um, I think what I love about these verses, um, I, I love what you talked about right there. Take, take, he takes upon himself the pains and afflictions of, of everyone in the world. Um, so I'm not going to steal yours, um, but I'm going to go to the next one that stands sure. out to my mind, which is in verse 12. It says, and he will take upon him death. Now, I'd like to just focus on that for just a second. You know, people say that they're going to take upon themselves you know, a challenge or, or, you know, something to improve themselves or a great undertaking, you know, maybe they want to learn a sport. Maybe they want to learn a skill. They're going to improve the way they do something. Um, they're going to improve their lifestyle. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to take up death. I'm going to, I'm going to, my challenge is I'm going to be better than death. So Jesus Christ himself literally says, and he will take upon him death that he may loose the bands of death, which bind his people, and he will take upon him their infirmities. Which is a two-for-one combo where he says, not only am I going to take upon and defeat death, I am also going to take upon myself all of your infirmities. Like Elder Roberts was talking about, those infirmities being the pains and sicknesses, the, the hard trials we have in our lives. He says he will do both, not one and not just for one person, not for 10 people, for 100 people. He will do all of it, death, pains, affliction, trials, temptation, all of it, for everybody. Simply, I, I don't know what on earth even compares to that. Nothing really does. He, he says, I will do it all. I will defeat the one thing that was thought in undefeatable and the inevitable fact of life that we all die. He says, I'm going to beat that. And then I'm also going to make it so that way you can all be redeemed for the mistakes you make. Any mistake you make, you can feel better for. Uh, that's simply amazing. Uh, I, I, I can feel kind of your, your energy and your testimony behind that. You know, there, there are two obstacles that prevent us from coming back to God. And that's physical death, the separation of our spirit and our body. And spiritual death, which is separation from God through sin, through those bad things we do. And just like you're saying, he overcame both of those. And overcoming that physical death is uh, part of the equation that's given to everyone. We're going to talk a little bit about his resurrection later. But as we you know, focus right now on kind of that ability to overcome spiritual death of Overcoming sin, I, I think it's so important that you point that out because one without the other, we would not be able to return to God. And we need both of those at once. I think that's a really good point. And kind of just going off of that, do you mind if I read a little bit in the Bible, the account of Luke of Christ's suffering? Go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Well, you'll give me just a second. And, you know, this is, this is where Christ is suffering. He's, he's suffering both pain of body and of spirit. And as we kind of said, he's, he's suffering for all of our sins. And it says um, that he, with, 
and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, so his, a few of his disciples that he took with him, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, it, was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And, and then it says that he rises up, and, and we hear about his betrayal. But I think even at that point, it says that an angel appears and strengthens him. You know, even Christ felt so much pain, so much anguish that he needed some sort of strength there. And I find it beautiful that our Heavenly Father, who loves all of his children, including his son, Jesus Christ, he strengthened his son in that, that hardest of moment, that hardest of times. What does that kind of show to you, Elder Harrington, that Christ was strengthened through his trials as well? Um, I think it shows me that God provides strength to all of us in the time that we need it. You know, it, sh it shows us that when we are going through trials and hard times, God doesn't leave us alone, that he is there for us. And the Savior went through this horrible trial, and he was comforted and uplifted. He was given the strength to be able to get through it. Now, we don't have to go through anything nearly as bad as what he went through. We don't have to die on, on, on the cross. We don't have to take upon ourselves all the sins and infirmities of the world. But we have our own sins and afflictions. We have our own things that weigh our hearts down, our own things that make it hard to, to continue on throughout the day or, or make it hard to get up in the morning. You know, everybody has their own things that they have to go through in, in this life, trials that we have to experience. But God says, I'm going to strengthen you when, when you need them. No, I'm here for you when, when you need help. And so for me, I think that the Savior going through this just kind of testifies to me again of the fact that God is a God of miracles, and he is here watching over us today. Yeah. And I guess just to transition to kind of this next segment, we've talked a lot about Christ's suffering. And, you know, the next thing that happened, of course, was his death on the cross. And this was also a necessary part, because as Christ is our perfect example in every way in how he lived, he was also our example in how we could be resurrected, how we could come back to life. And for that reason, and to continue to pay for our sins, he died on the cross. And we read in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon that when he was, when he was crucified, that the, the world mourned him, essentially. We read about you know, natural calamities that happened because he died. And even many of the people there remark that they had killed the king of the Jews, that they had killed the Christ. And I find it so, so both satisfying and sad to see that Christ, he made it all the way through, right? He, he could have taken himself off the cross like people suggested, but he didn't because he knew he still needed to do that. And he did that so that he could be resurrected. Do you mind talking a little bit about that, Elder Harrington? Yeah, absolutely. 
um, you know, Christ's resurrection and his, you know, like we talked about, defeating the bands of death, there was only one person that could have done that, and that was Christ. Um, actually, before we before we really get into that and, and to kind of preface this a little bit, um, there's a ver there's two verses, uh, some more verses because I love I love reading the Book of Mormon so much. Um, but two verses in the in the in the Book of Mormon I'd like to read real quick. Um, it's in Alma chapter 34, verses 15 and 16. Um, and I'll go ahead and read those real quick. It says, and thus he shall bring salvation to all those who shall believe on his name, this being the intent of his last sacrifice, talking about his death here, to bring about the bowels of mercy, which overpowereth justice, and bringeth about means unto men that they may have faith unto repentance. And thus mercy can satisfy the demands of justice and encircle them, encircles them in the arms of safety. While he that exercises no faith unto repentance is exposed to the whole law of the demands of justice. Therefore, only unto him that has faith unto repentance is brought about the great eternal plan of redemption. I like these verses here because I feel like it ties together Christ's great last sacrifice and also his suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Savior suffered and took upon himself all the sins of the world. And then just to cap it off, he goes and experiences incredible pain as he's nailed to the cross and 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 gives the ultimate sacrifice to save all of us. And this is defined in these verses here as mercy. The Savior sacrifices himself so that way the law of God, which says that we have to repent and that we have to improve ourselves and that in order to do that, that in order to live with him again and be able to have eternal life, to defeat the demands of justice, we have to be perfect, and we can't be perfect. And so the Savior's sacrifice, working with the Garden of Gethsemane and dying on the cross, allows us to be able to feel that sacrifice. It allows us to be able to truly take hold of the most amazing gift that's ever been given to anybody, ever, and it's given to each and every one of us, which is mercy that we can defeat the next most powerful thing in, in the universe, which is justice. Because of the Savior's sacrifice, because of what he did for us, his death allows us to live again. And, you know, we, we see movies and, and stuff happening all around, you know, stories and stuff, and, you know, fantasies and, and books that talk about people committing the last sacrifice to save a friend. But Jesus... He committed the last sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, to save everybody. And not only does he you know, help them through one battle or through one trial, he helps them through all of it. He helps them defeat every single battle. He helps them defeat every single trial. And then at the end of it, after helping each and every one of us along the entire way, he goes and takes it one step further and he says, oh, by the way, when you die, you actually don't stop there. Because I die for you, you can live forever. That, I mean, like, what on earth is more amazing than the fact that, uh, I mean, for me, I, I like to define it as a test, you know, right? This life, uh, we, we talk, we've talked about in other episodes before, the plan of salvation, and this is part of it. But our life on earth is full of trials, right? Everybody has to experience those trials, and we're all taking a test, right? And Jesus Christ gives us the answer sheet to the test and says, here— you know, you follow these things, do these things, and you will do well. And 
guess what? I'll be over your shoulder whispering help to you the entire time and the answer sheet's right next to you. Oh, but wait a second. I'll actually take it one step further. If you accidentally write down the wrong answer from the answer sheet, I'll let you go back and rewrite it again. He gives us everything we need to succeed. He gives us the answer sheet, the guidance, and the chance to do it again as many times as we want. All of that is the Savior. All of that is what Jesus Christ's name means. That is what we celebrate on Easter. It is his sacrifice, his suffering, his death. And that brings us to the next most amazing point, which is his resurrection. Yeah. Well, I just have to say that's a beautiful way of putting that, that all of this is for our good. And that Christ truly is our friend, or at least he should be. His arm is always extended toward us. As long as we reach out, we can grab onto that. But yes, we want to talk about the resurrection of Christ. And for those that are unfamiliar with the term, resurrection means a reuniting of the body and the spirit. And Christ, again, sets a perfect example through this in showing us that not only could he, but we can also be resurrected. So just to, to start this off, um, I want to read a manifestation of what this was like. Uh, this is, again, in the book of Luke, and this is Christ, and he's come to his disciples after he's resurrected, and it shows that he has a physical body again. He says, Behold my hands and my feet, for that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And what I love about that is that there are so many joys that come because we have physical bodies. Right? Even, even the simple uh, joy of being able to dance or being able to taste food, those are because we have physical bodies. And without a physical body forever, we would be lacking some of that joy. And that is a gift that is promised to everyone. Christ's resurrection shows us that we can gain physical bodies back. And that is a free gift that is given to all men, uh, no matter if they are, are wicked or righteous. And because of that, it shows me that God and Christ, they have such great mercy for us. And they love us so much that they're willing to give us you know, that, that free gift of, of a body and a perfected body. And as we realize that they've given us that, it helps us remember that maybe we can give a little bit back. And so that obstacle of physical death that we're talking about, that has been overcome for everyone. But, you know, the resurrection also shows that you can overcome spiritual death. And as we were talking with the atonement, and these two things combined allow us to live with God forever again. What does that concept mean to you, Otter Harrington, that you get to live with God and have a perfected body again because of the resurrection? I, I love this part of, of Easter and of Christ's sacrifice because to me, um, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, it all it, it's for our benefit. It's, it's to teach us and bless us. But as a missionary, one of the most amazing things that I love learning about and 
and helping others to learn about is the plan of salvation. And it is Jesus Christ's atonement, which includes, like we've been talking about today, all of what Easter is about is Jesus Christ's atonement, his, his sacrifice, his suffering, his death, and now his resurrection. And so for me, the fact that we are given the opportunity to live forever is something that is very dear to my heart, something that means a lot to me. For me, one thing that I hold, I hold more important than almost anything else in my life is my family. And Jesus Christ has essentially answered the question of what happens after we die? What happens to me? What happens to my family? What happens to everything after you die? He said, I fixed that. You know, I, I took care of that problem. You don't got to worry about that no more. He says, you have eternal life. And where you go with that eternal life is up to us. It's, that's part of his plan of salvation. He gives us the opportunity to be able to live with God forever. And that is something that is amazing. No matter what, we have that eternal life. And he gives us such a blessing that we know that after we have passed on from this life, after we've left this world behind, I get to spend forever, eternity, with my family, with the ones that I love. And I think to me, that is something that is powerful and special and amazing. One of the most amazing blessings of the gospel of Jesus Christ and of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, is this knowledge, is the ability to remember the fact that he loves us and he wants us to be able to be happy forever. He wants us to be happy now. He wants us to be happy in the future. He wants us to be happy beyond the future, after we've died. He wants us to be happy forever, and he's given us every single tool we need to do so. You know, the Savior's just put a nail in front of us, and he's given us the hammer. He's taught us how to do it, and he just says, you put that nail on the board, and I, and, and you're going to be blessed. You know, he says, he's very simple. He gives us the tools to do so. He gives us the materials to teach us. He gives us the skills to do it. All we have to do is make use of this atonement that he's given us. We have to make use of the sacrifice that he gave for each one of us that is so personal and amazing to us where all we have to do is have faith in him and remember him and continually seek after him. And so for me, I think the fact that we're blessed with that eternal life, we're blessed with that opportunity to, to improve each one of ourselves each and every day, and that we know that the bands of death have been broken, I think all of those to me are amazing things that each one of us can gain a personal testimony of, a personal knowledge, not just a te not just I believe, a knowledge, a, an, a firm unshakable foundation where you know that what Jesus Christ has done for us is completely selfless. It is so that way we can grow. We can be blessed. And everything he's done from the beginning of time to the end of time is for you. It's for you. It's for the person next to you. It's for me. It's for Elder Roberts. It's for all of us. Each and every one of us as long as we have faith. But he gives us to us no matter what. Yeah. And I guess as you were talking, there's a scripture that I thought of that just kind of wraps a lot of what we've been talking together. And I guess before I read that, I just want to 
definitely add to what you said. I, I agree. I think that the blessings we receive by following Christ and by having faith in him are so amazing. And they can affect us and give us happiness at all points, no matter if we are on the top of life's roller coaster or at the bottom. We can always find joy in Christ. And the verse I thought of is Alma 42, verse 23. And I'll just read most of this, and it kind of wraps a lot of what we've been talking about together. It says, But God ceaseth not to be God, and mercy claimeth the penitent, and mercy cometh because of the atonement, that sacrifice that Christ has made. And the atonement bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead our ability to gain physical bodies, to live with God forever. And the resurrection of the dead bringeth back men into the presence of God, just like you were talking about, Hunter Hinton. And thus they are restored into his presence to be judged according to their works, according to the law and justice. For behold, justice exerciseth all his demands, and also mercy claimeth all which is her own. And thus, none but the truly penitent are saved. And what I like about these verses is it shows that each of these steps were essential. Christ's sacrifice and suffering in Gethsemane, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the tomb, coming back to life. Without one of these, his atonement, his great last sacrifice for us, would be incomplete. And yet Christ went through all of it. He showed the perfect example. He became the risen living Lord and Savior who promises us eternal life with God where mercy can have her claim on us and the demands of justice are satisfied as long as we put in that effort, just like you said, our Harrington. He's given us all the tools we need. All we need to do is just hit that nail. And if we do that by having faith, repenting, being baptized, these will help us apply that atonement of Christ in our life. I, I have a testimony of the atonement of Christ's sacrifice and the ability to, to feel his love and feel his spirit so much stronger as we try to grow closer to him. I have seen it applied so strongly in my life. It's taken me from where I was to where I am now, and it will take me to an even better, higher, holier plane in the future. And as I continue to strive to do my best, I'm going to slip up. I'm going to make mistakes. But just like you mentioned, Dr. Harrington, at the end of the day, Christ has those covered. And I can be sure in that knowledge. I can have absolute faith and knowledge that Christ is my Savior and that he will be there for me. He will be the one to bless me with his love, to help me return to him. And when I, when I get back to heaven, I'll be able to give my Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ a hug and say thank you. Thank you for all you guys have done for me. Because without them, I, I would be not at all where I am now and I could not reach my full potential. And I just, I know this is true. I know the message of Easter carries throughout the year. It isn't just one day that we celebrate him, but it should be every day as we read about him in the Bible and the Book of Mormon, as we pray to God 
And as we meet with those who worship at church and other places, we're able to feel that love of God. We're able to know more about our Savior. And I guess that's just my testimony of things. Yeah, thank you so much. I love that. Um, I just want to add my testimony onto that, Matt. You know, this Easter holiday is a special time that we're given to remember the Savior's sacrifice. It's a special time that we're given to call to mind the blessings that we've been given in our lives and also the ultimate blessing that anyone ever gave us, which is which is his death, which is his sacrifice. Um, and I like to Elder Robert said there about how Easter isn't just a holiday that happens, you know, here on, on Easter Sunday. It doesn't just happen on Easter Sunday. It's a holiday that we can celebrate throughout the year. It's something that doesn't, and it's not just a blessing that takes effect for us once a year on Easter, and we remember it again on Christmas. It takes effect each and every day of the rest of our lives, each and every day, including today. And as we continually seek after him, as we build faith in him and take advantage of that sacrifice that he gave for us, we're able to be blessed. Um, and so along with that, I just want to share uh, my favorite verse in the Book of Mormon. Uh, I've know I've shared this a couple times on our, on our podcast before, but I love this verse because it tells us, it talks to us about the Savior's sacrifice, and it talks to us about how we can be improved, how we can do better, and how we can continually move forward in faith. Uh, this is in Helaman chapter 5, and it's verse 12. It says, and now, my sons, remember, remember, it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall be upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, and a foundation run of men build, they cannot fall. I love the fact that the Savior is our foundation. I love the fact that we have a personal sacrifice for each and every one of us that allows us to improve and to do better each and every day. Because like Elder Roberts was saying, all of us make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes probably more so t more today. You know, we make mistakes all the time. Um, but the Savior says, I'm here for you always. And he blesses us always, and he uplifts us always, and he gives us everything he can, and he gave everything he can, and he continues to do so. He is our foundation. The foundation we're on, if we build, we cannot fall. The foundation we're on, every mistake we make can be made right again. The Savior is the central point of our lives. He is everything to us. And I leave you my I leave you guys my testimony that you know these things are true and that you know as a missionary it is so amazing to see the fact that the Savior loves each and every one of us in action every day. You know He is there for us and He does love us. And you know I, that's that's really all I got. That's that's my testimony. If, if there's anything else you'd love to add on to that, Elder Roberts, please feel free. I. I think that was perfect. I I love, I don't know about those listening, but I can feel the spirit right now. I can feel God's love and his presence here. And, you know, that is what happens when we talk about Christ, when we talk about Easter. You know, Easter is 
like you said, Elder Harrington, when we get to celebrate Christ, we get to celebrate his his suffering in Gethsemane, his death on the cross, and his resurrection, which make up the sacrifice which we call the atonement. And ultimately, this is not the end. We all have room to improve. We all are able to tap into that atonement. And so we just give you guys an invitation to pray to God for the ability to apply the atonement in your life. And that can be through repentance, apologizing to God for your wrongs and for trying to do better with that. And as you do this, then you can you can feel God's love more in your life because you are drawing closer to him and he is drawing closer to you. And so, you know, we got to get going, but we just invite you guys to, to look at ways that you can grow your faith in Christ. We as missionaries, that's our whole purpose. So if you want to learn more from missionaries, feel free to reach out to us or to local missionaries in your area. You can also go to comeuntochrist.org to find those missionaries and to learn more about the church and about this wonderful Easter season we have. And that's kind of where we'll wrap up things. Uh, but before we go, Hunter Harrington, do you mind if you end this off with a prayer? Absolutely. I'd love to. Awesome. Thank you. Dear kind, gracious Heavenly Father, thank you that we're able to use this technology to be able to have this time today to be able to feel thy spirit and thy love for us. Father, we thank thee for the blessings in our life that allow us to be able to be forgiven of the sins and mistakes that we have made and the love that thee and thy son, Jesus Christ, do give us each and every day. Father, please bless us as you continue on from this broadcast today that we will be able to take the spirit that we have felt with us and all that we do, and we will be able to continually remember thee and thy son, that we will be able to be strengthened and uplifted, and that we will be able to become true benefactors of, of, this, of this atonement that thou hast blessed us with. Father, we thank thee for each and everything in our lives that thou hast given us, and all that thou hast for us in the future. We say these things in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you guys all for coming on today. Um, like always, you know, like Elder Robert said, if you guys have questions, please feel free to reach out to missionaries near you on comingtothechrist.org uh, or reach out to us if you have questions. But that'll be all we have for today's episode. So like always, my name is Elder Harrington. And I am Elder Roberts. We're missionaries for Jesus Christ. And we will be live again next week with another episode of the Christ Church segment uh, at the same time, 1 p.m., Mountain Daylight Time, or 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please tune in if you guys love to learn more, and we'll be able to see you guys then. Thank you guys so much for coming on today, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you, guys. We'll see ya. Bye.